This is a Radio 191 FM podcast. I am chatting to the absolute legend, a crude mechanical, on his debut album. It is called Discourse, and it is probably one of the most interesting projects to come out of 2023. How are you doing this morning, Shane? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good. I am fantastic, thank you. And, of course, your debut album. It came out a wee minute ago, but we have you here on the show today to tell us a little bit about it. Please, what is Discourse? Okay. Um, Discourse is um, a little bit of um, experimental, instrumental music, um, trying to put into sound how I feel about the fact that the thing that we as a as a people <laughs> do for fun most of the time is argue with each other <laughs> and usually not face to face usually we just smash our phones angrily all day and that's the thing that we do for fun <laughs> and wouldn't it be cool if we did fun things for fun instead? <laughs> that's the, the basic idea 110% agree with that and I feel like the knee-jerk reaction question to that is where did you get the inspiration for this but I feel like anybody that has been on the internet in the last like five to ten years knows exactly where you have gotten this idea from how did you go about converting those ideas and those feelings into music um I mean, those ideas and feelings are pretty much inescapable, which is part of what's annoying about it. You can't you can't interact with the news without it being here's a quote of a tweet or whatever, which is mm. just not news. Um, <laughs> so you're you're bathing in it twenty four seven, whether you want to or not. It's second or third hand. You've got, you know, when your your parents start using the word woke and stuff, you're like, you know, it's just yes. all that nonsense is just everywhere. <laughs> you can't get away from it. Um, and so, <laughs> just grab a guitar beat it up a bit and see what happens till I feel better about about being alive, <laughs> living in that situation, basically. And, of course, you have had a incredible music career so far, like super wide-spanning, incredible accolades to your name. And now this debut album has come out of that rage, that frustration. And one of the most interesting parts about this album is that there are no lyrics on it. Was that an intentional choice? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think a big, big factor in that decision was just everywhere you go, people use music for what they want. You know, there's there's an endless parade of really gross American politicians using stuff like Rage Against the Machine and Tom Petty songs, and they have to sue them and say the song's about how much you suck. Mm. Please don't use it. Um, and I think. I won't name the radio station, but there's a New Zealand radio station that was playing a, a Green Day song off American Idiot. And then after the song finished, the DJ spent like 10 minutes explaining how that's definitely not what the song meant. Actually, Green Day think America is really cool and blah, 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 right wing stuff. And you're like, well, what's what? the point? Like, <laughs> why, why, why even bother? Like, if you can be that direct, if you can call the song American Idiot, if you can be Rage Against the Machine and people will still just go, now I'm going to take that for for my gross behaviour. What? Why even bother? Well, pretty much the, the idea there. No, for sure. And I think that you know that is such a beautiful part of music. But I think, as you know, exactly like you're saying, as opinions just like come to the forefront of everything we do and say and act on, it can be really, really like dangerous weapon, I suppose. And 
when music is popular, it very much becomes almost like a mantra that people just like learn together and sing together and a little bit cult-like even. So I think having something yeah. instrumental is, it's a very safe space, you know? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But we'll see what happens. Like it'll probably end up in a national party ad next year or something, who knows? <laughs> That would actually be outrageous, eh? (laughs) That would be outrageous. Now, I reckon if that happened, just claim your royalties, you know? Be like, "Uh, cheers, mate, I'll take a percentage of that shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) thanks for the beer. (laughs) Now, make the buyout like 25,000 or like something ridiculous (laughs) like that, eh? Set yourself up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Hey, you've got to make things work for you. And this (laughs) album, it is a beautiful collection of tracks and some of them sound very similar some of them sound very different how do you go about ordering instrumental tracks like that uh it's just kind of like well there's two parts to it one is um the artistic side which is like it's just a flow and a vibe like the song moving into the song gives the the feel i want to go so it starts with something quite upbeat and then we get a bit more complicated and we get a bit more downbeat um and it's just kind of like riding in a, a bit of an emotional wave and trying to get that across. And then um, there's a technical side as well, which is that I wanted to press it on vinyl. You kind of need to have something quieter and less bass heavy at the end of each side, so that kind of <laughs> like leads the way. So it's kind of like like everything else. It's like technical, commerce, art, all kind of clash, and you mm. kind of pick your way through it, make it work. And of course, alongside this album, you have also released a music video. It is for All We Need Is. Tell us a little bit about the creation of that, because that is incredible visuals. Incredible. Oh, well, thanks. Um, the, the the true origin story is that I was trying to teach myself animation to make the music video, and I ran out of time, and I couldn't do it in time. Um, and so I didn't have time to... Um, I work in TV stuff, so I would have shot something and I just didn't have time to shoot anything. Um, So I dive into um, this thing called the Prelinger Archive, which is a whole massive collection of public domain footage. So it's all out of copyright. It's all free to use. Um, And I was kind of digging through the folders and I found like um, a folder of kind of 1930s to early 40s burlesque and then 1950s to early 60s advertising. Mm. And the movement... And the fashion and the lighting was almost identical. And so it was this kind of two-decade span of here's the stuff that's kind of like forbidden and dirty and smutty and gross, publicly, whatever. And then, well, but if we put a fridge in the scene, cool as. <laughs> so, so I just really like kind of like going through that, that kind of um, how as long as it's being used for commerce, then it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if it's artistic or whatever. Um, and the other thing that kind of really struck me, and obviously this is all from the perspective of a guy, so I'm secondhand, but for me, the all the women in the first lot who were expressing themselves artistically for whatever purpose seemed a lot happier than the ones in the ads. Yeah. Like the smiles <laughs> just seemed genuine, and the dancing seemed more free and vibrant and less weird, and there were less washing machines in it, basically. Yeah. It's That is a really interesting observation. Did you know that those two sort of themes were going to pair up well before you started it, or did it just kind of happen as you were playing around with the clips? 
just just kind of happened and i was like i was deep diving through all sorts of stuff just grabbing clips that i thought looked cool in different ways and then trying to find a theme and that theme just kind of like kept bubbling to the surface as i'd kind of go well this person spinning this way moves into this person dancing like this and then it would always be those kind of two comparison shots so cool for anybody who hasn't checked out the video yet go and get your eyes on it asap because it is so sick my favorite single on the album is called and we bleed metrics it is so interesting and i think that i probably have never heard a song that sounds like this before so as soon as i heard it my mind was absolutely blown what was the writing process behind this track well, um, thank you. First, um, the, a big part of that for me was um, I wanted to take a weird kind of almost prog rocky time and try and make it dancey and groovy. That mm. was kind of the challenge I set for myself for that. And I think I got about halfway there. Um, but, but yeah, and just just playing with sounds and just seeing where um, it takes me. Like all, all the songs on the album were recorded live with loopers and samplers to start with and then kind of tidied up a bit mm-hmm. so it's really just seeing what comes out of of my kind of production gear and what comes out of the guitar and just going for it and then stealing moves from guitar so like that's <laughs> that's pretty much it cheers mate that's mine now lock it in <laughs> yeah yeah hey it's really interesting to hear that that's how you went about writing the track because that makes so much sense now like my two favorite aspects of music put together into this one beautiful little package tied up in a fantastic bow thank you so much for your time this morning congratulations once again on the debut album i'm gonna give the radio one listeners a cheeky wee taste of it Ooh. Thank you. Legend. That was Shane from Accrued Mechanical on their debut album. This is my favourite single from the album. It is called And We Bleed Metrics. Go ahead, check out that album. It is, ah, oh, chef's kiss. A beautiful, beautiful project. In the meantime, keep it locked here on The One. We, very sadly, are farewelling our fantastic promotions manager, Caitlin. It is her last day here at the one she's heading up to BFM, ooh, but she'll tell you more about that soon. Keep it locked. listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. There are heaps more at r1.co.nz.